You're listening to the PCAST presented by CDE Lightband. Each week we take you around Austin P, the Athletics Department, occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. Thank you to our friends at CDE. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krieger. Welcome to the nation's top ranked Austin P podcast. Podcast has been struggling with its mental health of late, but we'll get there thanks to friends like you. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Champs again. I mean, I believe, if you would like to rewind the PK a couple it, episodes. If the court stenographer will read back my remarks, you will see that I have not perjured myself. We have. We have been saying this from the beginning. We have been, would, we, would you say guaranteeing it? Lock, we've been locking it in. I don't think I guaranteed it. I think, just, I, I, think I definitely guaranteed just it. Just because when they were one and two, one in and the three, and you were like, Ugh. Listen, I, I think I guaranteed it before the season started. But uh, regular season championship that doesn't count. That's that's some fake stuff. Nobody yeah. nobody cares. It, Guess at, what? at this level, you don't you when, don't make w- the dance. When, for when the does the regular season, season ter- regular season championship get you in the tournament? Never. Guess what? Doesn't count. Govs are champions. Simo lost head to head in the championship. Uh, boy, that was a fun ma- that was a fun match. Yeah, I have regrets about not being able to see that particular match. A a, a well done. Locked in tennis match with high stakes is super exciting because there's not a ton of remove from the proceedings and the spectators. It was uh, for those of you who who haven't who haven't haven't kept up with the tennis team. What's wrong gov- with you? Yes, the Govs got down one to nothing, dropped the doubles point, which in college tennis is quite important because you've got to win. You have to win more of the singles matches at that point. You have to win four of the six. So the Govs were de- dropped the doubles point, down one to nothing. Won the first singles match with Yana Leader. I mean, death, uh, ta- death yeah. taxes, Yana Leader wins. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yan, uh, OVC. Since she got here, nobody on the women's tennis team has more wins than her since January of 2020. You're not OVC freshman of the year because you're not dominating everyone else. So Gov's up. So Gov's tie at one to one. Drop the next two singles matches. That makes it three to one. There's three matches on the court, and the Govs have to win all three of them. There's, there's nothing. Uh, Nothing you can. There's nothing it, you can do here. It, the stakes do not get much higher than that. So Fabi Schmidt goes. She wins her match. That makes it all right. Three to two. All yeah. right. Things are getting back and say. Well, Danny and Alex both dropped the first set of their match, so they both came back from down one to nothing. Alex won first to tie the match, and then Danny played. I mean, just a marathon in number two. The tiebreaker of the first set that she dropped, eleven to nine. If you're not a, a tennis knower, the tiebreaker goes to seven. There you go. It's it was. I mean, it and it was it was hot. Like shout out to Nick the trainer, because he gets real MVP. He had every in between every point, every break they had. He was over there icing Danny's knees, trying to get the blood flowing again because she was cramping. The other girl was cramping. Clutch, clutch queen Danny Morris, I think, is probably yes. something that we need to, to to talk about because that's when you drop a set like that and you're you're aching and you're hurting. And it's hotter than the devil's roars out. And you're the only thing standing between your team in the offseason. That's a lot of ands I just tacked on there. So Ross Brown has said in a couple of interviews he's nicknamed her Dynamite Danny, which is a fine nickname, but I, 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 have, I have a nickname for me. The way she plays, she doesn't make mistakes. She's not, But she's also not going to sit up there and just... Not, not, not hitting she's, rockets at She's you. not hitting rockets. She makes you beat herself. Or she makes you she makes you beat yourself 
and she will not beat herself. I've, I want to call her dependable Danny. Because I'm, you need a win. She's going to get it for you. I'm going with Clutch Queen. I like Clutch Queen. I'm just, well, we're, we're going with the alliteration you know, here. You know what? We can we can Listen, here's the nickname I got for OVC Champ Times 2. We, we can keep workshopping this, you know why? Because they're going to go to the NCAA tournament and again. And guess what? Daniel Moore's back next year. All conference honors for her, Fabby, Yana, and who's rings the, for everybody. Oh yeah, rings for everyone. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's 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 how you like to start it's, a podcast. Uh, there's so, no better way. Hey, if you want to come watch the tennis team, one of them's throwing out a first pitch at the baseball field tonight. See how that'll see how the alarm feels. Travis Chance may ask him to stick around for the later innings. Uh, I think I think Danielle Morris is gonna be the one to throw out the first pitch. Just said. So, if you want to come, I mean, I, she's she's getting on the mound and throwing a strike, right? Oh yeah, I mean, she's she's doing center cut, probably going to throw a curveball. I, I thought she was just going to whip a hard slider in there. And, I mean, you can put a batter in the box; they're not touching it. Yeah, no, she's she's going to drop the hammer with Uncle Charlie, and it's going to be it's going to be a good time. Good gonna, night. Men's golf championships last week. Uh, ahead of the championships, Austin Lancaster earned all OVC honors, very well deserved for a guy who's been as consistent as they come for his entire career. Talk about steady. Steady as a rock. Unfortunately, that's not what the goes were. It was really just the first nine holes of the first day. You take away that, you give them roughly even through the front nine. Not even roughly even. You give them five over. Everybody's yeah. one over through that front nine. All right. We're in fine position. Yeah. We're we're doing well, but that was not their lot. Unfortunate to see it come to an end that way for Lancaster, for Mike Bussey, uh, for Alex Vague. There was it. It sucked. Especially because that's what those kids came back for was yeah. was another tournament run. Alex's body just broke down like the Blues Mobile at the end of Blues Brothers. It was it was tough to watch, but proud of those guys. Happy for what they brought to Austin P for the last five years, and look forward to see what they do in their futures. Look forward to seeing what the Cubs do on the old comeback trail next year. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Less exciting. Softball at SAUE. I mean, it's a setback. There's no uh, listen, listen. Baseball and softball, you're gonna you're gonna get swept. It's gonna happen at some point. You're you're, you're gonna run up, and especially in a sport like softball, where you you run, you run into a hot pitcher. You run into a hot pitcher, and bam, there's two right there, and your margin for error drops to none. It's uh, it's not great, but also it's not season ending. Like I said, it's a sport. Baseball and softball, you're gonna get swept in baseball and softball. It's just you're not gonna you're it's gonna you're gonna sweep somebody. Somebody's gonna sweep you. It's going to be okay. Of course, baseball. I mean, if softball had a setback, baseball. I don't even know what you call this. You get you get the series win We're on a roller coaster. Yeah, boy, it, it'll take your stomach away. Series win against SAUE last weekend. A wild midweek this week uh, wound up being sixteen fifteen. Yeah, it sure was a thing. It it was a thing and a half, boy. I mean, within a strike of ending the game. I mean, within a strike twice because. In the top of the ninth, Tucker Weaver was a strike away, or maybe two, two or three pitches away. One strike. One strike away from getting the save, and then he ends up getting the win in the bottom when the Govs score th- three runs. Including a walk-off by? Old J-Mac. Old J-Mac. My boy J-Mac. It, it's it's something to watch this group. You never really know what you're, what you're going to get. J-Mac had four singles in the game. Also, another thing I wouldn't have guessed yeah, you'd get. wouldn't have guessed John McDonald, a big singles guy. John McDonald just slapping balls the other way. I, you, you do what you got to do to keep the old conga line moving. I remember when he showed up as like a 17-year-old at a high school camp, and he was just launching balls at this place, and now he's just Ichiro-ing it out there. 
Hey, you know what? Each row's going to go in the Hall of Fame, and maybe John McDonald will too someday. Beach volleyball. Oh boy. Oh goodness. Look, before we before we get into the to the thick cuts, last week at EKU, uh, I mean, it was kind of it was a pre OVC meet basically. It's they split all, the weekend. All all the same faces, all the same people. They There's split, only five other teams. Yeah, they split the weekend. Um, I mean, death taxes and the more panning duo winning i think we need to mention too like at moorhead or not at eku we beat moorhead like moorhead's number one seed in the tournament and they got their first loss of the season to the govs 10 and 1 to finish regular season foreshadowing it's called foreshadowing everyone so the govs not didn't let moorhead be undefeated they were undefeated coming off their ncaa tournament in indoor and they rolled up the eku guys they got beat by the govs last week and uh on to the tournament we go on to the tournament we go and we will get into that plenty in the back half of this podcast Want to also shout out a lot of our Austin P beach people getting some all OVC love. Just to run down that list. Yeah, let's 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 pop over the list real quick. Marlena Bullington, first ever OVC beach volleyball freshman of the year, all freshman team. Uh, Jenna Panning and Brooke Moore, first team all OVC pairing. Asia Hood and Marlena Bullington, second team all OVC pairing. Pretty that, good to have the top of your lineup. That that'll that'll win you some matches when that's your your top two pairings and lock, and I lock think and that, stone top two. I pairings think that too. Bullington and Hood would have been second team if they had been together all year. Quite possibly, but because I mean Jenna and Brooke just have so many wins. Nobody can. I mean, nobody can beat those two in the number two spot. I think. And then Jenna Panning, congratulations, winning his player in program history. Also, uh, a a nice little nice little tip of the cap. Uh, but yeah, Bullington and Hood. The fact that Coach Mott and Travis think that they are better than Brooke and Jenna. It's quite scary. If that's your top pair and your second pair features the winningest player in program history, that's quite good, that is. Mm-hmm. Off the court, well, adjacent to the court, maybe? Beside the court. Beside the court. Travis LeBlanc. Shout out to our dude. Our great friend of the program, Travis LeBlanc. Office neighbor. Office neighbor. ABC. It was the ABCA, right? 30 under 30? That sounds right. For beach volleyball assistant coaches. Congrats, Travis. Big ups, Travis. Good good for you, friend. He, he really... I don't know enough about volleyball to know enough about volleyball, honestly. But I do know that Travis is an awesome dude who works incredibly hard and who all his players love him. And that seems like it would be... Worthy of 30 under 30. Yeah. Love, like that guy. Good guy. It would help if we knew more about volleyball, I feel like, to really dive into the old, hey, LeBlanc, he does X, Y, and Z really, really well. He married our friend Lindsay, too. That's that's a big he, prop he, to him. Yeah. He also married uh, another great friend of the podcast, Lindsay Gamble. Or, One of the first me, ever guests, Lin- Lindsay LeBlanc. Lin- Lindsay LeBlanc now. So, uh, you know. He's he's doing he gets something points right. for association. Yeah, yeah. It's so, sometimes it's about the company you do keep. Well, although I don't know what that necessarily says about Lindsay. Yeah, you know, Lindsay. <laughs> it's okay, friend. All right, enough of our name babble. Let's get out of the way, and we will wrap this and bring in Jeremy Wagner of the baseball team. Right after this. Being born, same time a man is murdered, the beginning and end. As far as rap go, it's only natural. I explain my plateau and also what defines my name. Yeah, long live the idols. May they never be your rivals. 
Pac was like Jesus, Nas wrote the Bible Now what you about to hear is a tale of glory and sin No ID my mentor and I let the story begin I used to print out Nas raps and tape them up on my wall My thought they was words, but it was pictures I saw And since I wanted to draw, I used to read them in awe Then he dropped Steelmatic, rocked the cleanest for law Fast forward, who'd have thought that I would meet him on top I'm earning stripes now and- it is next to impossible at this point in his career to not note that Jeremy Wagner is the son of a former big leaguer and a fairly notable one at that. But the freshman outfielder is now blazing his own trail at Austin P, and we are thrilled to have him on the PCAST. Today, Jeremy, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. So you're the son of should-be Hall of Fame closer Billy Wagner. Probably got to get that out of the way up top. You grew up in baseball. I mean, what did that experience afford you that maybe some of your teammates and your contemporaries just didn't get to enjoy? Well, I mean, I got to experience stuff that a lot of people probably won't ever get to experience. And I've met people that people would dream to meet. But no, I mean, at a young age, me and my older brother, we'd go to the field with my dad when we could. And we'd get to see how professionals play the game. And I think that helped me and him along the way. Just we'd see how they do it, and we'd try to do it just like them, and I think that helped us. Being around big league ball at that age, how does that affect you in terms of your knowledge of the game? I think it gives me more knowledge. I think that, I mean, my dad has taught me so much about it, and just, like, he teaches me that the game's hard and that you can't do good every single day. And that you just need to take it one day at a time, one a bat at a time, and just to relax more. Is it a burden following in the footsteps in the same sport as a father who had a great deal of success in it? I don't think it's a burden. I mean, is there a little pressure to do as well as he did? Yeah, absolutely. But no, it's not a burden. I mean, this is my own career and, I mean, I'm I'm happy with what he did. I'm proud. So I don't think it's a burden at all. How do you go about forging your own path in the same sport while constantly in the background? It's got to be, hey, that's Billy Wagner's kid. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm used to that now. But, I mean, just doing my own thing, I guess. I mean, just working hard, trying to earn everything I can on my own. I mean, I'm in college now, so that the whole – Billy Wagner thing can't really affect it too much, but no, just working hard and working on my craft. I guess that's, yeah. Tell me about the, the 2019 state semifinals where you hit the tying and walk off Homer. Yeah, that was probably one of the most craziest games I've ever been a part of. I mean, it was definitely an emotional roller coaster. I mean, we're losing like, 10 nothing to a team where we haven't lost to in a long time. They're our rivals, and we're, we're predicted to win the whole thing. And it's like the fifth inning. We're down 10. I think it's 10 to one, actually. And don't look like we're, do- we're going to make it. And then all of a sudden, the bats just come alive. And then I come up, hit a three-run tying home run. And then I come up again. I hit the walk-off home run. I mean, it was, it was an exciting game for sure. I know – I was happy about that and to keep the the streak of winning state championships alive. I mean, it was, and for that to be my last state game due to COVID, it was a special one. You mentioned the, the keeping the streak alive. You won three titles during your prep career. 
winning kind of becomes a habit after a while, doesn't it? How does that feed, especially in a sport like baseball, where you can get on a hot streak, get on a roll, and just keep it going? I mean, yeah, I mean, in high school, yeah. I mean, we were a really good team. I mean, I had some really good teammates. And, um, yeah, winning just became a habit. I mean, we wanted to slaughter every team we could, mercy rule every team we could, and that just led to three state titles. Now in college, it's there is a carryover to that addiction of especially hitting where, I mean, we saw it the other night. We've seen it multiple times this year where the bats get hot late and it doesn't really matter the score. You can put big numbers up in a hurry. When a team's rolling like that offensively, what's it like being part of that in that moment? Um, well, I think hits are um... – they're like addicting. I mean, one guy gets a hit. Say you haven't had a hit the whole day, like the whole team. One guy gets a hit. Next thing you know, another guy gets a hit. I mean, in baseball, anything can really happen, just like in the semifinals. I mean, we can be down 10 nothing, and next thing you know, we'll be up 12 to 10 in a matter of two innings. I mean, literally baseball, anything can happen. So the thing that we just have to do is just stay positive when we are down. So if the bats don't start off right away, I mean – they can come late. Why outfield? What made you gravitate towards the spot in the outfield? Well, I mean, in high school, I always played infield until about my sophomore year. And that was just because in the infield, there was no spot for me to play varsity. I mean, I had my brother playing third. I had uh, UVA commit at the time, Tanner Morris playing short, uh, Duke commit playing um, second base, and then Jack Marshall who's at Roanoke College right now playing first base. And the only spot for me would be in the outfield. So I kind of just gravitated towards there. I mean, I used to do a little pitching a little bit, but that stopped around probably my junior year of high school. How'd you wind up here at Austin P? Um, Well, they saw me at a, a summer ball tournament and they were really the only interest I got. So it was kind of, and I like the place. I like the coaching. I like the atmosphere how the team goes about everything. And it reminded me a lot of my high school. So it was a good fit. So that's why I chose Austin P. What about outside the game? What kind of interest do you have? Um, Outside the game, I do a little bit of hunting and fishing. I mean, just to do something other than baseball, just to get my mind off it every now and then. But yeah, hunting and fishing would be my other interest. What makes baseball players' personalities different than those from other sports? I don't know. I don't know if I'd say they're different. I mean, a lot of different things are going into baseball that aren't in to other like sports. I mean, in baseball, you have to really, it's, it's a lot, it's a mental game, I guess you could say, but um, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that question really, but I just say baseball is probably more mental than other sports. So when you have downtime and baseball is a game that has a lot of downtime between coming off the field, being, being in or out of the lineup, you have a lot of time to spend in the dugout with your teammates. What do you do? Well, you try, I mean, pretty much what I talk about with all the other teammates is either the pitcher or what I think should happen in this situation, or it's, it's all baseball. It's all baseball related stuff. But no, we just talk about 
what people should do in this certain moment or if if I'm on the bench, I'm like, if he puts me in, I got to be ready because this pitcher throws these pitches and this certain count. I just try and stay ready the whole game, pretty much. For four or five hours sometimes, waiting on that one moment, if you're not in the lineup, if you're pinch hitting, waiting on that one moment, how difficult is it to stay locked in for that long for one chance? It's really difficult. It's It's really hard to do knowing that you could be sitting on the bench for, like you said, four or five hours, and then you're in a big spot in the game and coach calls your name to go and hit. I mean, it's very hard to stay, like, ready and locked in, like you said. But, um, no, you just – you got to stay focused. I mean, I, I'll, i like, get loose in between every inning just in case something does happen, a player gets hurt, or coach does want me to go in early. I just always try and stay ready and locked in. Jeremy, what is your favorite word? My favorite word? Uh, I'll say uh, family. I like that word. What's your least favorite word? Oh, man. Um, I'd say hate. Who or what inspires you? I'd say my parents, for sure, my brother. What is the last book you read for fun? Oh, for fun. Um, <laughs> I honestly do not know. I can't answer that one. <laughs> I really don't oh, know. For fun. <laughs> what is your worst habit? My worst habit would probably bite my nails. I'm a nervous biter. What app on your phone gets the most use? I'd say I'd say iMessage or Instagram. What is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? When I was a kid, I was living in Connecticut at the time. And my mom picked me up from practice. I was probably like five or six years old. And it was a really bad storm that day. And it was lightning. It was the winds were crazy. And we were trying to get home as fast as we could. And um, trees were falling over in the middle of the road. And it was like you could hardly see out of the windshield. It was it was awful. And I was I was terrified. I mean, trees were blocking the only road to get to home. We didn't know what to do. So we were just kind of stuck. But that was probably the most terrifying situation I've ever been in. I can imagine so if it stuck with you all these years later. <laughs> yeah. What is your idea of happiness? Idea of happiness. Um, I'd say just being around the people you love and care about and being able to relax around people and stuff. What is your idea of misery? I'd, I'd say I'd say like being lonely or something, something like that. What makes you self-conscious? Um, I don't know. Maybe the way I play or play baseball or something. Or I don't know. It's a tough one. What's the most embarrassing song you love? Embarrassing song I love? Uh, man, I'd have to get my phone out to look at that. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything right now. I'm drawing blanks. I'm sorry. No Miley Cyrus. No no T Swift. Nothing. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of something. Um, yeah, maybe some Taylor Swift. I guess. I mean, may pop up on the radio. I might sing along. I don't know. <laughs> How would you prefer to die? How would I prefer to die? I don't know. Maybe doing something crazy and fun. I guess maybe like skydiving or something. I don't know. Bungee jumping. I don't know. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? 
maybe uh maybe like a bird or eagle or something just because i've always want to know what it's like to fly i thought that'd be fun what might prompt you to lie to lie um maybe when it's in the other person's best interest i guess i don't know what makes you hopeful hopeful um i'm not sure i'm not sure that's not good. I'm trying. It's a tough question. What makes me hopeful? Um, probably the happiness of others. I'd say. I guess. I don't know. What is our purpose in life? Um, our purpose in life to treat people the way God wanted us to treat people. I guess. Just be happy and live life to its fullest. I guess. I don't know. Regardless of who it is, what is one question you'd ask our next guest? Well, I'd like to ask them what which way they'd like to die. I mean, that's always an interesting question, I guess. Or no, I'd I'd ask them this. If you could know when you would die and how, would you choose to know? That's that's what I'd want to know. What's your answer? No, I would not want to know. Last week Garrett Bell lobbed up a softball. What is your favorite sport? Uh well, baseball. Do you say other than I mean, other than baseball, I guess I'd say basketball, but more of a strictly baseball guy. That makes sense. So you're young in your career here with us. You got a long time to go. What are your plans? What are your hopes for your time at Austin and beyond? Um, well, I mean, every baseball guy's dream is to get drafted. And my dad playing pro, I'd like to follow in his footsteps, of course. But I'd like to stay as long as I can and then hopefully – Go to the next level. Well, it's a worthy goal, and this is a place that can get you there with a little bit of hard work, and I think you've got that in you. Jeremy Wagner, thank you so much for giving me some of your time today, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks to Jeremy Wagner of the baseball program for coming in and giving us a few minutes out of his day. Really appreciate the time we get to spend with all of our student athletes. Thank you to all of you who have made this last academic year pretty good. Casey, we said we'd get to the beach championships as they're in the OVC beach volleyball tournament. And uh, we're going, we're going on Friday this week for reasons, but uh, we should, we should mention that the Govs won their first two matches on Thursday, including toppling the top seed. Quite dramatic fashion. Moorhead State. Uh, yeah. The Govs opened the first ever OVCB tournament against Jacksonville State on Friday after, or excuse me, Thursday afternoon. Uh, beat the Gamecocks. All right. Yeah, on to the quarterfinals. Get number one seed, Moorhead State. They had a bye. And, uh, boy, the Govs. Uh, came Not, down. It came down to the final pairing, and as we talked about earlier, painting and more hard to beat. Um, however, third yeah, set yeah. down thirteen to seven. What did painting and more do? 
eight zero run ball game. Eight straight to close it out. You want to talk about clutch queens? Woohoo! Eight in a row. Put down the Eagles. Put them in the losers bracket. The Govs get UT Martin Friday afternoon in the semifinals. Winners in the championship. Losers in the losers bracket finals with a chance to get back to the championship, which will be Saturday afternoon in Martin, Tennessee. And I will be there. Gov's fifth seeded coming? Four. Fourth seeded. They, they played number five. That's Jack right. Yes. yes, you're correct. They get number three seed UT Martin in the semifinals today. Who they beat four to one twice last week. It is there is so much familiarity with the teams in this conference in that sport because there's just not that many of them and they are there are not that many teams in that are doing beach across division 1 so they play each other a lot familiarity breeds contempt all i'm saying is the govs are set up well if they when they lost to martin the first two matches they were not at full strength at full strength, we beat Martin 4-1 to twice. We get them in the semifinals today. You win that one, you get more rest. Everybody else has got to play like three more matches to get to you. Well, the Govs are back at the hotel, feet up, chilling. Inaugural OVC Beach Volleyball champion, Austin P. State University, has a very nice ring. Boy, it sure does. Spe- speaking of rings, they'd get some. Wouldn't that be nice? Just, I mean, the Govs are just throwing rings all over the place if we win this one. Just ring seasoning it. Another team with an opportunity to put a little jewelry on the old finger. Softball looking for a bounce back this weekend down in UT Martin. It's just a UT Martin weekend for second, everybody. Second to last week of the regular season for the softball team. Uh, Where are they, third in the standings still? I believe so, yes. You got to listen. I'm not saying you have to sweep the series. I'm not saying, but you got to you got to get a couple wins this you weekend. Got to go get those dubs against you the can't, Skyhawks. You can't, you can't go. You can't come back getting swept again look, if you want to hold on to that tournament spot. Look for those bats to get hot this weekend too. I feel like last weekend was definitely an aberration. That team's just too good at hitting to be losing games. You know, five three three two that kind of thing. They're they're primed. They're due for a breakout. You got so many. Benefil hasn't thrown a shutout in like four days. Yeah, I mean Benefil. Benefil, you know, she could do. She could do. I was telling Combs the other day because we were, you know, we were picking for the ESPYs. By the way, the ESPYs happened last night. Uh, for every, Congrats to the winners. Congrats to uh, Robin for getting through it. <laughs> yeah, that. But Combs and I were talking about Benefil as a female uh, Rookie of the Year nominee, potentially. And he goes, you know, it's just hard because – She's not done yet, and we don't really know what their Hall OVC stuff's going to be. And also, she could go no-hitter, no-hitter this weekend, and that would really make us all look stupid. I feel like Yana Leader was a very good choice for that, though. It's oh, we, yes. had, we had a – our female rookie of the year class in the ESPYs was stacked. Tori Case, all-newcomer OVC. Yana Leader, freshman of the year. Was Jordan Benefield third? No. Jordan That's Benefield right. was last cut. It was um, – was it Corey McDaniel? No. Who am I, th- who am I missing? Uh, I don't recall off the top of my head, but it was not Corey McDaniel, who's a junior. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, I remember seeing her on there last night, and I thought that might have been. I don't know. Maybe. Who did we pick? Uh, it wound up being. No. Was it a golfer? No. Marlena. Yeah, that's right. The other, oh, oh, the uh, the other, yeah, other, the other all OVC freshman, freshman of the year. year. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's hard to hard to exclude her. Yeah. Uh, and then Tori Case, who was, I mean, second on the Austin P soccer team in points, all newcomer can't can't really leave her off the list. Really, that award could have gone to multiple people. Yeah. 
going to have to cut out that part where we uh, spent 40 seconds. Forgetting who Marlena was. Yeah, just completely spacing. It's been a long week. I, I, don't, I have like three brain cells left firing right now. I got back from the tennis championship last week, getting back in the car tomorrow morning to go to the Go to the beach championship. Guffs keep winning titles. People keep got to be in there. I, I've been to back-to-back golf championships, and tomorrow morning I'll hop in the car and head to Lexington to watch our dynamic track and field group compete at the Kentucky Open, which I guess we can go ahead and talk about now. Final pre-OVC tune-up for the governors at the Kentucky Open. I mean, this is a stacked meet. You got, like, 11 – just for an example in the pole vault, you got 11 girls – over 3.8 meters is oh. their seed. Carline Shooting's one of them. She could be a, the victor in this, but it is a stacked event. I mean, the 200 Kenesha Phillips is going to be running against some of the best student athletes in this region. I don't know who's going to be there, but I know whenever you get an SEC track meet, you get some sprinters. And if you want to find out how good you are, you go run against those girls. They're going to be pros at this thing. They're going to be like legitimate pros in this thing. LSU going to be there? Any idea? I don't believe so, no. Because I'll tell you what, you want to test yourself as a female sprinter, you run against those girls because the Tigers can run. I mean, you want to test yourself as a sprinter, this is this is one of the places for you. It's a gorgeous facility, too. I, I've been there once. I'm looking forward to going back again. I love it. I don't think I've ever been, but I think my brothers ran there, and I think it was a thumbs up yes. on the track there. Yeah, it's, 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 what, it's what you're looking for. Right. But... A lot going to go down there over the next couple of days. Uh, looking forward to getting up there tomorrow, chronicling some of the events and seeing our gals compete. Health. I mean, it's all going to come down to health with that group. Yep. They they took last week off. They were supposed to go to Indiana State. Valerie Brown made a made a business call, just like, hey, we're we're too beat up, we're too banged up. There's too much at stake over the next few weeks. We're everybody gets some rest right That's now. Good call. Good I call. think so as well. Got some more home baseball on deck this weekend, Arkansas State. Be prepared for literally anything because my friend Mark Taylor, SID at Arkansas State, texted me last night and said, hey, take it easy on us this weekend. And I said, uh, take it easy on us? No, but I was like, wait, what about why? Because I haven't really been following them. He goes, we've just been, we're Jekyll and Hyde. We're... You know, we could throw shutouts or hit 20 homers or lose by three touchdowns in baseball. It's like, this is going to be a wild weekend then because you never you never know from one week to the next. Especially at this park. At this park. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to get out of the league just because I think the league has senior, been – Senior day on Saturday? The league has just been eating itself for the entire year. I'm excited to have comparably lower stakes, although it is senior day Saturday, family weekend, I believe. The girls also have to take a moment to welcome back Hall of Famer Rowdy, Rowdy Hardy, the pitching coach for the Red Wolves. Uh, be good to see a guy that used to dominate on that mound. Back at the hand. Yep, I hope his charges are not good. And that, that would be optimal for me is if uh, Rowdy was actually the best pitcher on that staff. Still. <laughs> still? Still. He might be. He might be. He'd get out there and sling it still. Just slips on a jersey, pulls a hat low over his eyes. Hey, everybody. That guy looks familiar. Who's, who's that pitching? Who's that uh, 34-year-old man out there? Who's, uh, uh, who's Howdy Rowdy? Howdy Rowdy. <laughs> Howdy, Rarty. That is a great. Oh, that's now a great. for the Red Wolves. Howdy, Rarty. That is a great spoonerism there, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, more silly Major League Baseball jiggery poker and chicanery last week. 
We're just we're just shouting into a void now, aren't we? What what is it this time? We're we talking about the the Pioneer League. Oh no, I love that. I oh. I legitimately do think I, that's a lot of fun. I, as long as Manfred doesn't try it in games that matter, I don't care. Which he's he's going to. He's going to. I like it. I don't mind it for the Pioneer League. I don't mind it for any league no, short of Major no. League Baseball. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. If Rob Manfred tries to pull this in Major League Baseball, I'm going to have to hire a hitman. For those who aren't as inured by the... Former rookie league, now... The, the test kitchen that is baseball's independent circuit. Uh, the Pioneer League is issuing uh, extra innings for walk-off home run derby. Which, here for it. 100% here for it. I think that's great. Just don't let Manfred see it. He thought of it. Or someone close to him. He's the worst. Thought of it. No, what I'm talking about is just more of the same with replay and with... Major League Baseball won't get out of its own way. Also, they won't do anything to the Cardinals for being bad people and trying to injure players. Well, who do they try to injure this time? Genesis Cabrera hit Bryce Harper in the face and did drill D.D. Gregorius in the ribs at the very next pitch. Okay, now I've after seeing those, those looked very incidental. Okay, that's fine. But, but to your point, the reaction you, afterwards, there should, the, the Phillies shouldn't have been warned. Once you warn, it doesn't matter if it's accidental or not. Well, they didn't warn them until after the next one. I thought they warned him after the I first one. I thought they warned him after the second one. I'm pretty the sure point, that that's what uh, point is, Girardi was mad about, was that they warned him after the first one. The Phillies couldn't retaliate if it was intentional. And then Cabrera I'm, hit the next guy. My thing is, I don't think the Phillies... I think today there's more teams that wouldn't retaliate for that. But the point is, now they're pitchers if they make a mistake or out of the game. Right. And that's what they're mad about. And then Girardi was yelling at... I mean, everybody, the pitcher, the umpires, and Mike Schilt was just over there chirping back, and it's like, Mike Schilt, you're the guy putting a guy in there that has no clue where the strike zone is. You I mean, need to sit down and shut up. Not even where the strike zone is. If he, could, if he was around the strike zone, that'd be one thing. Mike Schilt needs to sit down and shut up because, one, his team's bad people, and he's a bad person because he manages the Cardinals. This is true. And, two, if Genesis Cabrera can't get it anywhere near the strike zone, he's going to hurt Bryce Harper, who I like watching play. I was kind of impressed with Harper for catching that baseball with his face. How does Cabrera want? He should he should be ejected. I don't care if it was intentional or not. You you can't get that. You, you're gonna put people in danger like that with 96. You see ya. Oh no! Yeah, and absolutely. 100%. The Phillies. Girardi had every right to do. He could have gone Lupinella with a base. He could have thrown the bats on the field. It would have all been warranted. You know what? I miss Lupinella. Honestly, like. You, 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 when that guy decided he was going to be thrown out of a game, oh, he got thrown out of a game. He he made a he made an event out of it, and that's that's what we need more of that in baseball. And if we go robo umps, we're not going to get as much of that because it's kind of hard to go yell at a computer monitor and kick dirt on it. You could you could kick dirt on it. It'd be about the same as kicking dirt on a home plate. It's harder to clean off. You're not going to get that little brush. Nice little, sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah, you got to get it. You're going to have to use that compressed air and get it way down. Yeah, you got to get it out of the keyboard. Yeah. It's going to be a big mess. <sighs> NFL draft first round last night. I hate my team. You got to. I mean, you got a left when, tackle that you could have gotten the second round. When when you take the 
probably fifth best left tackle by consensus with the 17th overall pick. Hopefully the other four ta- – there's just been a run on tackles and you got to get your guy before he's gone, or he screwed up. There had only been two other tackles drafted ahead of him. Panay Suwal, who we all knew was getting top yeah. ten pick. And if you can't get that guy in the first round, you probably should just trade it back anyway if you really want to tackle. And then the Chargers picked Rashawn Slater from Northwestern, who you couldn't get that guy. Okay, at this point, those two are off the board. Let's probably move back in the whole tackle game. If that if that's truly where you're headed with it, then yeah, there's no real point for doing that. Um, and of course, compounded with that is six, five picks later, your team drafted the dude who retired his mother on national TV and yeah, became a uh, social media darling. I hate everything. Listen, if there's if you don't need skill positions, you don't need a quarterback, there's two things you get in this league. You get people to protect your quarterback, and you get people to go get the other team's quarterback. And Chris Ballard said all week, this is a deep draft for offensive linemen and tackles. So if you need one, why rush when you can get one that's just as good at the late first round as you can in the second? So the Colts went out and got the defensive end. And like I said, you either get to the quarterback or you protect the quarterback. and They're getting to the quarterback. How wonderful for them. I think... There's a couple things that I mean they didn't really surprise me. Trey Lance I think is a good pick at three. I like Trey Lance better than Mac Jones. I mean, with any luck, he will be half as good as Jimmy Garoppolo. Right, and then Kyle Pitts is a good pick to the Falcons, but they're still going to find a way to ruin it. I mean, if they have him, Julio, and Ridley, and they don't screw up by trading Julio Jones, that's that's a team. That's, Here, that's an offense. The wide receiver is what really. I think what was really interesting last night, I think the Bengals, if they really wanted Jamar Chase, could have said, hey, who wants this number five pick? We'll pick it like nine nine to 15 and take Chase and take a second round or something. And I I know why they wanted him. He's a good receiver. He didn't play last year, so that's why people are going to argue that. He's also boys with Joe Burrow. uh, That was my next point is if drafting Jamar Chase keeps your franchise quarterback happy, a good pick however i don't of course, think I, drafting penny sewell might have kept him upright I, my, that's my one complaint is this guy just had his acl shredded into a million pieces i might have drafted sewell but if chase keeps him happy fine but i would have traded back to get jamar chase and then jalen waddle at six i'm still not sure how Devonte smith was the third receiver off the board it is as predictable as the day is long i called it what you did four months ago and here's here's the thing the Eagles flexed on the Giants to get Devontae Smith. My brother, my brother's a Giants fan, and I was on the phone with my dad. And my, I was talking to one parent, he was talking to the other during the draft at the same time last night, and he saw Waddle go at six to the Dolphins. He's like, nobody in front of us needs a receiver. Like, we're at 11. We're going to get Devontae Smith because Waddle and Chase went early. He's like, we're going to get Smith at 11. Like, he's fired up. And then the Eagles trade in front of them. Literally swoop in. Just swoop in. As Eagles Grab Devontae Smith. And now I respect the Giants. Smart move. Don't don't rush a pick there at 11. Trade it to the Bears. Let them get fields. Go back. Get. They got they got a King's ransom for that spot, too. No, they got a first round this year. Or they got the they got they swapped first. They, they got a four first. this year. They got a second and a five next year or something like that. I think it's a first and a, first a four and next a, year. Okay. They got a five this year and a first and a four next year. Which and you still get Kadarius Tony at twenty, who's a burner that guy I mean he was at Florida and he was a good receiver there um I mean he's not Devontae Smith no, no but he's not. but when you consider all you got and if you miss your guy it's better listen trade back take another different guy take another guy don't rush to pick somebody there you don't that you 
you know, I, it was it, there, I, there'd have been some real LOL giants if they'd panicked and just drafted Kadarius Tony at eleven. Right. It's uh, it's it's a real turn of events for them. They went from having Devonte Smith on their team to covering him twice a year for the next ten years in about thirty seconds. Yeah. If I knew any actual Giants fans, your brother's the only my brother person. Gerald. I thought Gerald was a Giants fan. Is he? Gerald or his wife? One of them's a Giants fan because they always post the Giant like because they always go. to I swear I've seen them tweet a photo where one of them's in Titans gear and one of them's in Giants gear. I don't that is know. Wild. I guess it's got to be Gerald. The other thing I found funny: the Dallas Cowboys only draft Penn State linebackers. I mean, it's linebacker you so. It's like the Raiders draft the fastest guy and the Cowboys are going to draft the Penn State linebacker. If what's-his-face from Auburn's there in the second round, they're going to take him. Anthony Schwartz? Yeah. You know who I think's a good pick? Aziz Ojolari? Uh, No, 24, Pittsburgh getting Najee Harris. I think Pittsburgh could have done better to beef up their putrid line, but Najee Harris is not bad. Considering they've been awful at running back and – They've Look, also had a terrible did you hear offensive the, line. Did you too. hear the point that Booger McFarland made last night? He's like, No, Pits- I do not listen to points okay. made by a man named Booger. Right. So here's the, he goes, Well, Pittsburgh wasn't good at running the ball the past couple of years, and it wasn't because they're running backs. They have Biddy Snell. And I was like, uh, you, say, you said what? I was like, James Conner, not a good NFL running back. Benny Snell, not a good NFL running back. Conner's pretty good when he. Uh, no, Najee Harris, Harris is right now 100% better than James Conner. Probably, yeah, but also he's still running behind the same cruddy line. Right, but at least, at least you think Najee Harris. I, I, I'm Pittsburgh will get a line. I think because like it's a deep. I said it. We said it's a deep line draft already. They'll get a couple guys. I don't think they'd be afraid to go get a trade or I don't know Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh will be fine. But uh, the biggest problem with Pittsburgh is that quarterback. So you know you got to hand it to the Jaguars for having the first overall pick. Locked in stone for four months and still finding a way to have a head-scratching first-round draft choice. Who they get was their second? Travis Etienne, which I like Travis Etienne. Another another let's keep our guy happy pick almost. Right. But if you've also got if – If you want Etienne, trade 25 to somebody, get a two and a three and a – get Etienne in the second with your first second-round pick and – Well, it's not even that. They had – Robinson and Carlos. Robinson had a really good year. Yeah, and they also added, I believe, Carlos Hyde. Yeah, and so they basically drafted a third down back, twenty fourth overall. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, they should have done the Giants thing there. Yeah, we'll take three picks for this one, please. Yeah, yeah. Who who wants who, who wants, wants to pick twenty fifth? Yeah, who wants back in? Who who's got an eye on a guy? I still think John Lynch made the biggest mistake of the night by not making the Packers say yes to Aaron Rodgers. I think it's funny the Packers are going to try to play chicken with a guy who doesn't even speak to his own mother anymore. Yeah, this, this guy hates his mother, father, and brother. You're not going to win, Green Bay. It's just, you know, he, he, he's, he's staked out his hill. I think he's very much willing to die on it. Aaron Rodgers will not pay play for the Packers. You heard it here first. Do you want to try Disdom again? Yeah, let's try some Disdom. Let's try Disdom. One week it's going to happen. It's It'll happen one of these days. Hit us with the Disdom. Hit us with the Disdom. Go. Come on. It's Friday. Disdom doesn't stop. Yeah, Disdom doesn't sleep. Did you do the PCAST already this week? No. No, we are doing the PCAST at this very moment. You're you're PCASting right now. 
We are pee right testing right now. now. Good. That's there you good. go. You've heard it. There's your Disney for the week. Unexpected from Daniel Disney himself, who's also an elite graphic designer on Twitter these days. I've noticed that Diz is uh, flexing the muscles for the graphic design. Thanks for the Disney, Diz. Anything for you guys. Have a good one. You <laughs> <laughs> He was not ready for no, that. No, Diz was like, oh, wait, what day is it? It's <laughs> like, I thought you guys did this on Thursdays. Well, we usually do, but I was not feeling 100% yesterday, so I appreciate everybody sticking with us for the end of this week. Uh, as we draw the semester to a close, Haley Meyer for your community service opportunities. Not sure what's left out there, but I do know that if there is anything, Haley's got it for you. If uh, When you're done talking to Haley, you should follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P, or you can follow along on our Facebook account called Austin P. Governors. Uh, check out all the work our friends Eric and Robin are doing. Oh, excuse me, our friend Robin. And our colleague Eric, check our out all the Eric. check out all the work they're doing over there, and uh, check out Daniel Disney's graphic design skills. Let's go p.com for the dates, the news, and the stories. Casey Cody Wish and myself doing things over there on a more or less constant basis. Hey, there's only like uh, two baseball series left here, and That's a one uh, and a two. A one and a two, and you're gonna want to come watch them. How are you gonna watch them? You're gonna get in contact with our ticket guru, Johnny Mitchell. He's got all the information you can use to get in the game. Uh, you get on the horn, you give Johnny a call, and old two-ring John's going to answer. Two-ring John has got the medicine. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website, letsgop.com, slash podcast. Give us a review on the podcast, five stars, five stars. Shouts to whoever said Casey had the voice of an angel in the comments. Who said that? I made it up whole cloth oh, I was off the top say. of my head right now. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, <laughs> nice to have a fan. <laughs> And if you want to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event. We shout out, encourage Casey to fulfill his destiny as a newsie. Tweet us. I'm at CWilson225. He's at C underscore Craig19. Shout out to JLo's dad. Shout out to Steve Willard. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Shout out to finding a chicken tender in my Sonic Tater Tots the other day. Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.